You are listening to the Model Train Talk Podcast. Each episode, RJ and I discuss various topics about the world's greatest hobby, model trains. The purpose of this podcast is to help promote, inspire, and bring a breath of fresh air to the hobby. Recording the podcast makes it possible to share stories of others and to help grow the model train community. Thank you for listening to the Model Train Talk Podcast. This is Sam and RJ with the Model Train Talk podcast, and this is a very special episode because it is episode 10, and today we are joined by Cross Anchored Railroads. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Awesome. Real here excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We have Mike and Brian here. Um, they're going to talk a little bit about what they got going on at Cross Anchored Railroads, so um, I'm going to ask both of you, the very first question I ask every guest, how did you get into the hobby? Wow. I'll start. And for me, it was at 10 months old when I got a Brio, you know, the Brio wooden trains. Mm -hmm. They sold them in like the smart kid stores. That's the only place you could find them back in the day. And remember my aunt drove all the way into Pittsburgh, you know, to go get this train for me. And it was a simple circle with like the three magnet cars and a little like, it was a real simple train, no detail. And I still have it in a box. I want to pull it out, but eventually. And, uh, it started with that. My dad had Lionel's in the basement in that traditional Northeast down in, down in the cellar. You know, <laughs> you go down there with the, the concrete that was painted. You slip and crack your head open on because they kept the concrete painted. And we'd be down there. And there's, uh, I always heard stories that I would start shaking. I was like two years old by the basement door before my dad would come home from work. And my mom would say, I was over there going, Choo-choo, mom. Choo-choo, mom. Choo-choo. Because <laughs> I wanted to go down and play them. And then my father uh, decided that we were going to have HOs. So he sold all of his O scale. And he had, like, it was all this stuff from a kid. Like, his first MW2 that he got when he got one car a year for Christmas. <laughs> That's how he built his dream. But um, when he, we went to half scale. And that never really was like, eh. It never really was the same thing to those post wars with the S2 turbine, Sam, like you have. He had one of those with the Penzi passenger cars and the General. And I used to big ZW, and you know those were cool. And the HO Lab never really took caught on for me. I joined the club and uh, in high school with it, and I went over there. But I was by far like the only person under seventy, and. <laughs> And it's completely defunct and gone now, last time I went home. But they had the whole thing there. And uh, then I decided I was going to start collecting again. And I said, well, I'm going to go back to O-Gage. So once I finally had a house that had a space where I could start doing it, after college and being in the Navy and stuff, there really wasn't the available space to play with O-Gage. So then it started from there 15, 16 years ago where I started collecting seriously. Mike, you got introduced through you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I met Brian when I was in the Navy still, and I had come over. He had, of course, shown me around, and it, we eventually made it to the layout, and he was like, you've got to see this. And I was like, okay. I want to see my toys. <laughs> <laughs> Which you never really know. But I went and checked it out, and I was like, oh, my God. I literally did not know these trains existed like this. I'd seen them in TV. I'd seen them in, in old movies and things, and especially in like a Gomez. Um, yeah, Gomez Adams. 
Oh yeah, from uh, the Adams family. I'd seen that. I loved that how they like wrecked all the time and blew up. And I was like, <laughs> that was the coolest thing. And I didn't realize so how cool they really were, and like they were like real, and people played with them still. I, I and so I really got into it for the fact that it's like a robot. Uh, I like the tech part of it I, I really like how the technology really pushes forward into it and how you can use an app to like control things and do stuff and it and it does stuff <laughs> but yeah uh, what did you take off the first time you took off one of the engines and he uh, hit he's like here hold this and i i was like put my hands out and he handed it to me and i was like Ooh. <laughs> i was like oh my god yeah, like I had a, no idea how heavy it was. Articulated engine. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only been into it for about like eight years or so. Yeah, we went to, uh, we, you know, that just kind of, yeah, about that long. But, and the layout's been going about then because when it was only half here. When oh, you yeah. Saw, only half of it was literally completed. My trains couldn't make a loop. <laughs> and it got much more intense once I got involved. Yeah, I was like, "Oh well, we're doing out. this." You have an extra five dollars here, buy an extra piece of wood. We went to a slowly grows. We went to a couple shows, yeah, and grabbed bridges. And I started getting into like scenery kind of things. And it it hasn't been ready for scenery yet, so I haven't gotten into it too much. But I like the bridges. I really love bridges. I got two old wooden bridges that someone had made at uh, one of the shows. Yeah. And I had, I was insistent that we're buying these three bridges. I had no idea where they were going, <laughs> no idea what we were doing with them, but I had to have them. And now they look awesome. <laughs> totally awesome on the, on the layout. Uh, they just like thrill me. Yeah. So that's how we got into trains. <laughs> awesome awesome i love it i love it i think a lot of people can relate to going to a train show and being like i need to have this piece i have no clue what i'm going to do with it at any point in time but i know i need to have it right now and you guys oh, yeah. have a fantastic layout um i've seen your youtube channel as well do you kind of want to go you. into an introduction a little bit about your um, youtube channel uh well we kind of had our introduction video which we had put out a, a couple of days ago with our uh, our mission statement. What, we started thinking about it. We made a YouTube channel uh, back in what May. Yeah, and we made the channel in February, and then we didn't post the video until May. And they were, I got that Fillmore and uh, the thing, and we tried to do one little video, and uh, we posted like two or three, and then we. We just we didn't decide till what end of June to really do it. Yeah, we were kind of like playing with it a little bit, and then we started going into it a little bit. And I I realized by especially watching like GFW, watching both of y'all's channels, and we 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 started like checking it out, and I was like, wow, there is is actually like a bunch of people into this, and it isn't just like older gentlemen and don't get me wrong no offense i'm not trying to like say nothing but <laughs> it i i kind of had the perception especially kind of going off of going to like uh the train show it seemed like older gentlemen were really into it and that was kind of it and they brought their grandkids but it's not really the case 
there there is younger people into this and and it's it's pretty neat and so one of the things that we wanted to push into as you saw in our mission statement it was stem and showing showcasing it rather to the other part of the generation that doesn't even realize it exists anymore and i have a a personal like uh what's the word personal connection yeah connection there you go towards like the younger generation and trying to include them in and in, in teach them about technology about everything that's going on in life and it's not everything that's just on facebook you don't have to sit on facebook and look at all the hate or anything else going on there's some cool stuff and so one of our ideas with this channel that we had created was we wanted to showcase how it could be fun and how it could be educational how you could learn about technology computers programming uh woodworking <laughs> i mean get electrocuted slightly <laughs> slightly <laughs> i mean yeah, that's hot. <laughs> when we first started the layout and got it growing further from the navy standpoint i have a lot of i'm an it in the or i was an it in the navy and a lot of our technology is actually from like 1940 1950 1960 and it, it like grew and as we grew with technology they didn't stop using the old technology they just added on to it so it's actually very similar to how lionel did their layouts and did everything and switched from going from uh analog, analog to digital you have to like deal with communication for, between the two different technologies but it is quite possible and i know it can be difficult but it is possible i mean that's what our layout is that's why we use the apps so i, I find that it fascinates me every time like a little kid that i can run my line out train with my phone and i can go like this on my phone and it's not connected to that i that's i find that just like yeah that's really cool <laughs> yeah i i think it's very cool that you guys are showing that different perspective of the hobby um kind of like how mike first entered the hobby he was like well i didn't know this existed you're showing you're showcasing all those different elements of the hobby to people who are maybe looking to get into the hobby in some way and maybe um your youtube channel will might might entice them a little bit rj do you have anything to add to what they've discussed so far um first off i just want to thank both of you guys for your service yes thank you um, thank you and um, you guys do a real great job, you know, like being interactive with the community, which I also want to, you know, condemn you get and condemn you guys, but thank you guys for <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> but interacting with the community and just helping to build a, you know, an overall community in the hobby, like Sam and I are trying to do, and you guys have a great YouTube channel. So if you guys aren't subscribed to them yet, uh, you really should go check out their channel. The real rising stars in the uh, O Gage YouTubing world. I think you guys are almost at 150. If you didn't pass it already, but um, so I was just uh, thinking for somebody who may not know your channel, what are you looking to model? Because you're still in the beginning process of your layout. I know you have the layout introductory video, which we'll link down sure. below. But you know, just a real quick, you know, like 
your big ideas and what trains you like running? There's no exact uh, geographic location that is picked. And I think like a lot of people's layouts, it comes from your life and different things you like. So there, with this and being in Virginia where we live, uh, I decided to go with, as a PRR growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, I PRR fan. So I knew that was going to work. But in Virginia, there was seven uh, railroads. So you had the PRR that ran the Louisville, Nashville, the Southern, the Norfolk and Western, uh, the CNO, the BNO, and uh, Richmond, Fredericksburg, and Potomac. So I said, okay, here we are down here. I'm stuck to those seven railroads, basically. And I'll try to stick with that and have ideas where I want a cityscape and I wanted mountains. I want coal mines. I want my engine area. I want a, a, a water scene. And then taking experiences from different stuff, uh, we pick stuff. And I would have never come up with all this track plan without uh, Mike. There's many a times that he was like, well, why don't you, why don't you just make a track go over there? <laughs> and I was like, you just can't make a track go over there. Well, wait a minute. Oh. And it just kept growing and growing because he didn't look at it so much from the parameters of the track. It was more free thinking and that pushed me in different directions. Yeah, I'm more of an idea man. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Why are you even doing that? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, again, not overly prototypical to the point where it's like you got to run these certain exact trains. Um, I was always more partial to the older steamers and early diesels, you know, the baby face F units, E units, they're just gorgeous, and the steamers and the colorful uh, library the uh, old railroads used to have. And we like running that, but um, got into the modern stuff. And I was like, once I saw those heritage units, I was like, oh, oh now I can like go get uh, modern diesels and started getting into the bigger cars because that was one of my things. I was like, I built parts of the layout, and then I got an intermodal car that was full size. I had some 27 ones, and they fit. I got a full size intermodal car, and I'm like, oh, because <laughs> there were so many places. And uh, I have to point them out at some point where we had to, where we had to change, <laughs> where we had to change the uh, actually cut in the walls, and we went three dimensional with the layout where we actually had to drop down and go up. So the span of the lab covers four feet. And wow. five levels that covers four feet. Minimum curve is 072, goes up to 096, and all 072 and some 060 switches, but an 060 switch still has a 22 and a half degree turn. So it, it, it functions the same way. And usually you could find those for an extra 10 or $15 cheaper sometimes. Mm. And... <laughs> Because it adds up, because I don't know, I have 54 switches or something now on the way. Jeez. Yeah, yeah he uh, whispers that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be able to go anywhere on the layout to anywhere on the layout with any locomotive was the goal in building it, you know, I think. So once and, this layout's done, it's going to look, it's going to be pretty impressive then. I hope so. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping the scenery starts to roll a little faster as we're 
starting to get in order that'll probably really kick into the fall here into summer because mm -hmm. we're going to start work on that bridge that y'all seen that swing bridge that's the next project going in and then the mountain's going to be our first major start making it look like a mountain and see how see how that works out yeah i'm super excited about that mountain i've been dreaming about that thing for like years <laughs> But you had to wait for the skeleton to be like be created and everything to run. There's no like electrical problems. There's like no dead spots because you don't want a dead spot to pop up right after you put a mountain over it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So we got a lot of troubleshooting done and now I can really get to working on my mountain. I'm super excited. Go ahead, RJ. I, I accidentally cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, the next question I have in mind is that in that mission statement that you referenced earlier, you said that, you know, trains are very therapeutic and they help you out. And I think that's, that's something that like a lot of us think, but we don't necessarily admit it. And um, we don't have to get into it if you don't want to, but you know, how, you know, how have trains, you know, helped you therapeutically because I know that after a long day, there's nothing better than going and running trains for a little bit. I, it, uh, it is when they're, you know, when, when they're running right and you can sit there and watch them. <laughs> but, um, at times it, it seems like it, it increases one's stress level slightly, but, um, but it is, Probably for me with like my conditions with um, uh, combat PTSD, you know, which coupled with like depression and anxiety. And with those, the idea was this allowed me to come up here and this was my world. Mm -hmm. I made the rules. I created it. Uh, if you ever watch American Dad, Stan had that episode where he got into model trains. <laughs> he was like all into making, you know, everything the way it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, to me, lent a lot of the therapy because this was my world to come to and to be able to, okay, the rest of that insanity is out here and I can just come up here and create my world and work on that. And then, then we made it our world kind of going together with it. And it is, and there's just something because when you're building it, the other thing that most people don't really get anymore is a sense of sense of accomplishment because so much stuff is digital and actually isn't tangible and you can touch it. And mm. the model trains give you that sense of accomplishment and you can literally, even if you just build the circle out of the starter set, mm. uh, I, well, I put that in and I built it together and I completed the circuit and I hooked the transformer up and I accomplished something. You know, and as you start to work on a layout, I've heard both of you speak with you know pride in your voice talking about something you just completed on your layout you're making a video of it and that is part of i think also that therapeutic value that comes from it you get uh, an amazing sense of accomplishment even with yourself and like you said before <clears throat> going with your sense of accomplishment your your goal with the youtube channel was applying stem um, so, you know, there's so many different aspects for everybody in this hobby. So if somebody is into all the tech stuff like Mike, Mike might be able to figure out what's wrong with the legacy engine and all that stuff going on with it. And it's like, wow, I did that today. And, you know, stuff like that. And 
I definitely think another part of the layout and stuff like that is like all the scenery and like bringing everything to a personal level. Um, I know you guys are starting to model things that you see at home in Virginia. And I know RJ has a lot of Long Island uh, pieces in his collection. And I know it makes, me, it makes me a Pennsylvania Railroad fan yeah. by proxy. Yes, so. it does. I mean, we're fans. <laughs> and uh, with my layout, um, like I said before, I visited South Dakota, saw the Black Hills, and I modeled uh -huh. one on my layout. So I definitely think um, kind of going along with that therapeutic, um, keeping the memories instilled in your layout. Um, I don't know if you've met Steve, um, Stephen Coffrell. He has oh, everything yeah. from his childhood and stuff like that in his layout as well. So yeah. it's very cool to see that. And everybody's layout's different. Um, there's yeah. not one similar. So. Yeah, with the uh, kind of what we were trying to do is that is our camera freezing? I think it's uh, just a bit. Uh, okay. But um, if my audio is still good, uh, one thing dealing kind of with the channel and how we wanted to reinvigorate the hobby and with that is in the different areas we post in trying to drive traffic to the channel is also made a lot of acquaintances and I've been hit up and I just spent an hour on the um, on a video chat with somebody, a gentleman who was like, you know, I've been in the trains for 20 years, he's my age or he's my age. And longer than 20 years but he just got legacies and he was like what the hell am i doing wrong this thing's sitting here it won't move i hit all the you know and went through and and you know got him up and running making lash ups and everything like that what he wanted to get the legacy for and that's to me one of the great things about model railroading and it's always just trying to you know i want to help my fellow model railroaders who were who, who don't like their experience doesn't lend them to understand the something about it whether it's from the carpentry to the wiring to the tech involved and be able to like at least point you in the right direction i don't have we don't have all the answers but we can at least you know get you through some parts of it yeah and there's I, something important to me with uh being on the spectrum i have family members that are on the spectrum that are autism spectrum and Based upon some similarities that I have, I've been told that I'm probably on the spectrum as well. I don't have any like official diagnosis, but I have a habit of taking things very literally. <laughs> and one of the things going with, with this is like, it's free. It's freedom. And there's not, there is nothing that you have to think about. It can, can truly include everyone. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that you can't learn it. And being on the spectrum doesn't stop you from learning it either. And there's a lot of people that are out there that are on the spectrum that are fascinated by this trains and the layout, the electricity, the carpentry, all of it, but they just don't know how to express themselves. And that's something that we want to push forward to in our, in our, channel and to make sure that they feel included and and help them grow inside of it as well that was a little off topic but no it's it's good 
it was it's important to me to talk about it i i know we were talking about it earlier yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's totally okay um we even discussed that in episode eight with greg he said um people on that spectrum will come down to the club layout and they would just be themselves and yeah we yeah. saw that that was really cool yeah um it's really cool to hear that and you know i want to be like that for somebody um and stuff like that and i think everybody does and that's what you guys are doing with the channel and you know trying to get involved with the community um and that's the same thing we're doing here with the podcast trying to reach out to everybody um let them know that they're welcome into the hobby and into the community rj do you have anything to add um i i i know me personally i i know of someone who's on the spectrum and gets a lot of enjoyment out of watching my videos and although you may not know someone personally who watches your channel, who may be on the spectrum, but it, the amount of joy that your, one of your videos could bring one person, I know for me that's, that's enough motivation to just keep putting out videos like that. The fact that, you know, there could really help someone during the day or, you know, there are people who get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And that's, it's that's really cool. I take with me when I'm making my videos. Yeah. completely agree with you i never i'm not one for social media and mm -hmm. it's like this is the first time i'm really on it and looking at it and i'm like well i dove into like 14 different websites in the deep end real quick <laughs> trying to like figure out that this this is a like this is a read this is a thumbs up this is a you know and and, and pushing it here and sharing it here and everybody you know but the feedback we've gotten so far has been phenomenal. Uh, I've been shocked by it and what people say back. And I'm shocked that it's been so positive. I was expecting a lot more people throwing shade and, and then we haven't got it. And I'm kind of happy with that, that it seems to be going over positively and attracting a positive crowd vice haters as i mean i know that there are other railroading communities out there in social media that don't get along but at the end of the day we're all us o scalers we're all running tracks on three mm -hmm. rails you can't say that anything's truly prototypical and at the end of the day we can all uh, kick back and enjoy watching our trains go not having to worry yeah. about the nitty-gritty details oh absolutely absolutely definitely yeah. um oh god no 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 yeah yeah um definitely agree with rj there and you know that's a that's one of the things with my youtube channel that i was surprised by is how many other people there are out there and how many positive uh, feedbacks i received and you know my i i originally made my channel just for um looking back in the future um like 20 years later and be like oh i used to have that that's pretty cool um, to now where it's like, if I can influence one person, then I've, you know, I've done my job or whatever. But you've influenced us. Yes. And we appreciate that. You've, you've shown us that people actually care as much as we do. And, and it's pretty look, cool. And I, I can speak for myself here. I watch your videos and I take down notes on what, on what I want to try and do on future layouts. And yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the great thing that we have here by 
you know, sharing our layouts and whatever is that we can take from other people and learn different things. Yeah, it's really cool. And I've really enjoyed this podcast that y'all been doing. I We've watched a couple of them and it's like, oh, wow, that's that's a neat idea. I hadn't even considered that. And as we're sitting here like this and it's just like, okay, I've never been interviewed before. <laughs> Before we started, he was like, yeah, uh, how does this go? And I was like, I don't know. We just kind of go for it. So We just talked for 45 <laughs> minutes. We, we yeah. posted on the internet. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. One of the – another one of the reasons why I started the podcast was to, um, you know, kind of get people out there that may not be known to some, um, um, give helpful information, keep a record of the history of our community and stuff like that. And so – I was talking to some uh, other friends today that I've had on the podcast and they were like, who are you interviewing next? And we were like cross anchored railroads tonight. And they were like, Oh, I've never heard of them. I was like, when this podcast comes out, you better go check them out. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a good one, but yeah, we're super excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, again, number one, thank you for your service. And number two, thank you for coming on tonight. Greatly appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we were super excited. We kind of hoped that you'd invite us. Yeah. <laughs> Your wish came true. Your wish is true. <laughs> All right, RJ, do you have anything you would like to add? Um, I've obviously, everything that Sam said, but uh, one last question I have for you guys. So what color are you getting the S1 in? <laughs> uh that's to be determined. That decision is going to be made here in the next couple of months. Because usually you don't have to have your stuff until October for the uh, second catalog. <laughs> so I'm tossing that around here. Uh, Tuscan one is really cool. But it's it's a neat imaginary scheme, but there is the pretty Brunswick green. I don't know. And it's just, what do you do? What do you Decisions, decisions, decisions. I want the green personally. Yeah. Well, it's the thirteen passenger cars that come with it too. That's like, <laughs> well, you can't not get all. You can't not get all thirteen. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you get if you got not the whole the set. Well, you do. If you have the S one and you get all thirteen cars, it's four thousand twenty five dollars and twenty seven cents. Oh <laughs> you get the whole train. <laughs> it's definitely worth it though every penny it's definitely worth it <laughs> yeah, he was like, he, he's like if you get 1500 subscribers by the order deadline go ahead and order it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny he's like ah okay that, that's that's like a nice uh imaginary carrot you put out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was a good challenge and then i started realizing like how many subscribers we had and what date it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, I just, I, I did want to say uh, to uh, piggyback on what we had mentioned, but anybody watching this, if you do hit us up, because we have cross, we use cross anchors across all of our media platforms. If you want to hit us up, more than happy to go over problems with you and to try to work out an issue because it's probably not that complicated and you're yeah, missing one button in a sequence or you've crossed one wire out of 20 and there's proper troubleshooting to narrow it down so you don't pull your hair out mm -hmm. there's lots of things don't be scared to ask questions there is no dumb question in this hobby and there's a, a you know a, hundred, a thousand ways to skin a cat there's a thousand ways to build a lab 
and not one way is the exact way but you know if you have questions about something don't be scared to ask and hit us up in a on a more private one because you don't want to say something out in a public chat room or something but that's fine ask questions and i we we've been getting a lot of that actually yeah I'm i was more surprised by that actually how many people have actually asked us already and we video chatted well more brian honestly but and video chatted and actually helped and sat there for an hour and was like, okay, well, let's go through your problem. Well, it, it, it's, everybody keeps saying, how do you get the youth back into the hobby, right? Because we got to save the hobby. And everybody talks about that, but I'm thrilled that I'm, I'm getting people in their 20s and under that are contacting with questions. So it's like, all right. And that there's there's a nerve being struck there that that seems to be causing a conduit of communication, which is how this all goes. Instead of you know like that's not how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember some of the first stuff I saw with you, Sam, was kind of along that that you know be nice. Don't be nice to us. Women ask yeah. questions. <laughs> type of a thing but yeah i ramble on yeah that's those are some very uh, valid points you know you kind of talked about um with people coming in with questions and getting younger people into the hobby um you know i've said it i've said it before but when i started this i felt like the uh the hobby needed a breath of fresh air as gfw uh wisely put it so um you know, that's what I've been doing, just grinding, going along, me and RJ out here, just killing it. So, uh, yeah, we're just we're just along for the ride, no pun intended. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are doing an outstanding job, and it's you're you're sticking with it, and that's what's impressive. You're sticking with it. You're going to accomplish things, and you're going to help change this hobby because of what you guys are doing. You're going to be major influencers in this hobby. You know, just stick with what you're doing and you have the right recipe. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And you as well. You guys are really making a name for yourselves out there. Hopefully after this podcast, we can, uh, yeah. us at the Model Train Talk podcast can help you out a bit. Um, so We'd appreciate that. But um, I wanted to let you all know that I don't know if you've seen our channel re recently, but you should go to the scroll down to the bottom of the channel and check that out. We, we just uh, updated that. We're pretty happy over it. All right. I think they have links and whatnot. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'll just let you okay. go. We'll we'll let the we'll let the viewers figure it out. Yeah. Well, and we'll, I'm excited. We'll we'll link all the appropriate links in the description for you guys, um, all their different social media platforms. Um as we kind of wrap up the Q and A session here, any closing thoughts that you guys have tonight? RJ, I, I heard you were coming down this way, right? So I go to school down in D.C. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to head down to Ashland, uh, Ashland for a day because uh, I was going to rail fan a bit. And then all of a sudden there's now this honey hole of a train store right next to the tracks <laughs> that I have to check out. Somebody and I can't leave my wallet in the car. I can't leave my wallet in the car because my car is an Amtrak Amfleet. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so my, bank account, I, my bank account thanks you guys. Yeah. Well, we'll have to meet you and we'll pay for your lunch. Yeah. That way Sounds you can good. spend more money Look on trains. <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. Sounds like a great time. Anything? I just oh, we covered a lot. I just keep yammering and it's just thanks guys. It's been fun and it's the world's greatest hobby. You know, I've sourced three railroad scale, but at any scale. And try to go out and support your local brick and mortars that are still around. You don't have to like go buy a vision line, spend $5, buy something from them, help them out. Everybody says they want to. If you can, go do that. I guess that would kind of be where I'd say that, that. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that before and, you know, just trying to keep these guys alive and keep our, our hobby alive and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Um, that's kind of all the questions I believe we have for today. Um, so you guys also discussed showing and displaying your layout a little bit. Um, would you guys like to do that? That is the end of the audio only segment. If you would like to see more of Cross Anchored Railroad's layout, make sure to either visit their channel or visit the Model Train Talk podcast YouTube channel. There you will find the video of the podcast and you will be able to watch the tour from there but i just highly recommend just going to their channel and checking them out and get a first-hand look for yourself thank you for listening to the audio version of the model train talk podcast i've been really trying to get it going on spotify as well so greatly appreciated thank you for listening and i will see you guys in the next podcast